You're listening to the I Don't Know, Let's Ask My Mom podcast. I'm your host, Annika, and this is episode number three, Is It a Problem? Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We are live from my car. (laughs) I'm sitting in my car, sweating, actually, right now. And my mom's in the comfort of her own home, so that's nice. Um, This is what you have to look forward to, Annika. Someday you'll have a home. Someday I'll have a home. Just keep working hard. You don't have to live out of your car. (laughs) I could do this in my apartment, but I live with five other girls, and I'm scared to do it in front of them. Oh, that goes really well with our podcast last week. Let's talk about being scared. I said, I don't talk to my mommy every day. (laughs) (laughs) You're embarrassed of me? No, of course not. Well. But speaking of talking to you every day, um, I asked our Instagram followers, all like 20 of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Um, What, like if they had any questions at all, like for us and we got a few relationship questions, like what does our relationship look like? So I thought that'd be fun to kind of start off, just like share what our relationship looks like. Um, So first of all, I call my mom like 10 times a day. (laughs) (laughs) So really healthy relationship. Really healthy. I don't need her. Just kidding. Um, no, yeah, I call you every day. I don't know. What would you say our relationship looks like? I think that it's a good mix of being funny and having fun together, then also being supportive. Yeah. And like being there when yeah. we need more serious. So I think it's just we're really good at just accepting who each other is yeah and sometimes we have moments where we're like mm, you're not the one I need to talk to right now <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call my dad <laughs> but yeah yeah I just I think mostly like I would just say we're super just accepting of each other so we feel safe yeah each other. so we tend to like be the person we call because yeah it's just so, it's it's nice to have someone that I can just, that kind of cares. Like, I can just call you and be like, I was walking home and I saw a pink car. And you'll be like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're someone that actually doesn't really care, but, like, you'll listen to I me, care. You know? I care. I think that's really I know you amazing do actually. that you saw a pink car. It was really cool, actually. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. It was, like, matte pink. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't know. That's I guess that's kind of what our relationship is. I don't know. There's, like, a lot of different things to our relationship, but... Did anybody yeah. ask questions? So, this is a question someone asked, actually. They asked, um, how can they... How can you, like, build a healthy relationship with your daughter? So, I guess there, it's more coming, like, asking from a motherly perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, how to build a healthy relationship with your daughter. Mm-hmm. So... Okay, so just I don't know. I, I'll I'll just say like what comes to mind is, I think it kind of like however you build a re- good relationship with anyone, it's all kind of the same. And and I think like the first thing that comes to me is is our relationships are determined by our thoughts about that person. Yeah. Okay. So so my relationship with Annika is what I think of her, 
and her relationship with me is what she thinks of me. Right. So because we all know we all have different brains and we all have different perspective. Right. We're all looking at life through our own lenses. So Annika and I do not look at our relationship exactly the same. We just know that we like it. Right. That's true. So so my our relationship is based on our thoughts. Um, so that's something. And so you can have a good relationship with someone and they don't even know. Yeah. Okay, so like there might be someone that doesn't like you, but if you do your work and you work on your thoughts about them, that could be not a problem at all. You might not need to spend time with them, but when you see them, you can just be like, yeah, good relationship. I like them. It's all good. Don't want to, I don't need to be best friends or spend all day with you, but you can like, and, and the benefit is you're the one who gets to fill that. So they, they might not be good with you, but they're the only ones who are feeling that. That's, that's something that I love to talk about on coaching is like, we think that if we like give someone the silent treatment or do something to show that we're upset at them, that that automatically is just going to go through their body and they're going to feel that. Right. And their only way they'll have a feeling from what you do is if they have a thought about it. So really when you're feeling um, negative feelings towards someone, the only one that's feeling it is you. So at, that has just been like life changing for me to, to realize that, that no one can make you feel anything. You've got to have a thought about it. So if there's say someone who doesn't like me, I can just be okay with that because they're the only ones who are feeling the dislike for me. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. so, and, and, and again, like vice versa with love, like if someone really loves you, they can't just like send you that love and it goes through your body and now you feel love, right? Mm-hmm. You have to have a thought that interprets what they're doing as love. For example, Annika, if you are going to get the mail and the mailman says, Hey, I love you. I, what, what are you going to feel? Nothing. <laughs> what will your thought be? Run home. You're <laughs> creepy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about that in a minute. But anyway, um, yeah, so you didn't feel love, did you? No. Okay, so see how, like, he can't, he might really love you. <laughs> he just doesn't, you just. <laughs> I'd be kind of creepy. Yeah, but yeah. let's just say, he can't make <laughs> you, He someone can't make you feel love. You have to interpret it for yourself. Remember how we talked in the other was like we interpret everything for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So so when you love someone, it's not like you're rewarding them or like now they're going to feel it because you feel it. You, you just get to experience what that feels like. Yeah. Okay. So in regards to like that question, I think as far as like as a mother daughter, if this was a mother, I assume it was a mother asking the question. Yes, it was. I think that it would be always check and and like check with yourself on your thoughts about your daughter that would just be because it's it's that's your relationship right so always check like is my love conditional or is it unconditional and i think like i feel like this with you and with your siblings but like i love you unconditionally but sometimes i have to check and make sure Right. Am I holding conditions on my love for you? Right. And like, am I only going to show it when you do what I want? 
Yeah. And I think one, I don't want to speak for you, but I think one reason why our relationship is so good is you know this. Am I right? Yeah. No. Okay. 100%. You know that like, if you do something I don't like, I will still love you. Yeah. Okay. So, and that takes work on my part, just like it takes work on your part. I have to check with yeah. myself and make sure. So to this mom, a lot of teenagers are looking for proof that you love them conditionally. That's kind of how teenagers work. You know, like, how is she trying to control me? How, how are my parents just showing that they only love me when I get good grades? Right? They're, te- they, they're looking for proof because they, yeah. they want to have a reason to rebel against you. So they're kind of looking for proof that your, con- your love is conditional. Right? So just check, yep. check and make sure because they're very, teenagers are very bright. They can tell, right? And when you act and give love based on how they behave, then they know that's like, they might not know that they're knowing this, (laughs) but that's conditional love. And that makes them feel, what's the word? Safe. If if it's conditional, it makes them feel like not safe. Oh, if it's conditional. Yeah. 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 So I think the work is for like each of us to go, okay, I, I kind of go, I, sometimes I even like with myself, I'll go, okay, if, if one of my kids did this, which would be so devastating to me, I'll be okay. Yeah. Like I go all the way sometimes with my fears because sometimes with parenting, we, we end up parenting based on our, our anxieties and our worries. So sometimes for me, I like to go all the way with it and just in my mind and play it out. Like if she did this thing that like I've taught her not to do, I will be okay with it. I will still love her because I'm not raising another, I'm not trying to raise a mini me, right? Like we have to remember, we're not, I'm not, unfortunately, I'm not, we're not (laughs) trying to raise ourselves, our kids to be just like us. We're trying to raise them better than us, right? And and that's going to come with mistakes and they're going to make mistakes and that's going to be part of their journey. It might not be a mistake that you made on your journey, but you have to kind of just trust that they'll become who they need to be. You're the teacher, not the dictator. And of course, yeah. at different ages, you know, there, right. there has to be ex, ex, um, expectations, right? Like as a parent, there are expectations. And just and just one other little thing that I thought would be helpful is sometimes we our our relationships become um what's the word? Like confrontational, um conflicted because we because our teenagers don't do the things that we ask. And then it becomes an emotional thing. And then we start distancing from them and they distance from us. So just an example, there's someone in our family, no, I won't give the name, that never cleans their room. Okay. And it it started becoming like contentious between me and this certain person. And it was just like, that's so, my thoughts were, this is so disrespectful to my house. Like I, this is my house and you should keep it clean. And and I was nagging all the time and just, it started to be like, this is the only thing that this person would ever hear. Like, that's yeah. all that I was focused on. And I did not like how that felt. I could see that we're starting to, it's starting to cause conflict. Like, 
as far as us being close. So I decided I'm going to let a consequence fill the role of like that expectation. So I don't have to get emotionally driven by it. So I, so this, for this exact example, this is what I did is I said, okay, every Friday night we all get to eat out and mom and dad pay for it. We all get to go to Cane's or in and out or whatever. But if our chores aren't done, you don't get it. I won't buy it. It's on you. You have to buy your own meal Friday nights because I don't cook on Friday nights. And so chores have to be done. But if it's done by this certain, it has to be done no matter what. But if it's done by this time, then you can, I will pay for you to eat out. And, um, and then I had to kind of just go, you know what? I changed my thoughts and I changed my beliefs that she doesn't have, ooh, it wasn't, it might, it might be a he. <laughs> he or she might like it's their space that I'm letting them have and you know what if it needs if they want it to be dirty that's fine but once a week it has to be cleaned like I changed my expectations to like not every day okay but yeah. you do have to pick it up once a week that's my requirement right and then yeah. the consequence if you don't do it is you have to buy your own and my kids like to eat so uh, that was really good and so what happened is I didn't have to get emotional and have these negative feelings toward this person because I just knew the consequence would take care of it. So the first time it happened, the room didn't get clean. I was like, oh, yeah, you didn't get it clean so that you're going to have to use your own money. And, and it was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, that remember when I went over this with you? And so there was a little pushback, but it all I stayed firm on it because. Yeah. Then now I don't have to worry anymore. Like it's the consequence taught the lesson. Right. And so this is really long. I apologize. I'm even annoying. No, you're doing, you're um, and then the next I noticed the next time I get a text. Hey, mom, I didn't get my room clean, so I'm paying for my own dinner. time. <laughs> but I'll get it done. And it was so funny, like no pushback, like they knew the consequence of what it was going to be. And it, and I've noticed like that relationship with that person has got so much better. And so as, as parents, we can use consequences instead of becoming all emotional every time someone doesn't meet your expectation. You can still teach those life lessons yeah. a different way. Um, yeah, and from like a daughter perspective, it it's changes everything. When you know your parents are going to love you no matter what, because now there's no pressure. Like I... Like, it's not like, oh, my parents are going to love me no matter what. I'm just going to do whatever. It's just yeah. like there's no pressure. Like, I know there's always people on my side. And I think that's also a big thing is you guys are, like, always on our side. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it makes me want to tell you stuff. It makes me want to come to you for your advice, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I and, and, and that's something that everyone has to do their work on. Like, you got to check with yourself. Am I being conditional here? Or yeah. am I only loving when certain things are done? And, and that goes yeah. for, like, spouses, you know. Unconditionally loving is you get the benefit of it by unconditionally loving someone else. You get to fill it. Yeah. So let's talk today about why it, and those are, like, little quotations around it, okay. isn't a problem. Okay. So I that think something fun. I've, yeah, it's going to be fun. Something I've learned from being coached is I a lot of times like to create problems that maybe aren't really a problem or don't need to be a problem and I make something maybe bigger than it could be 
or I make something that literally is <laughs> has zero there's like no problem at all and I make it a problem mm-hmm. so why do we do that oh I never why do, do we... that what's wrong with you oh, I'm sorry me why do I do that <laughs> everyone else is normal okay. and I'm crazy okay I think it would be helpful I'm gonna respond but I think it'd be helpful if you think of an example okay something that maybe we've coached on in the past, just to give a good idea, okay? So be thinking while I respond. Um, But the reason why we make little things big is because our brains are wired negatively and it our brains are made to look for danger, right? We've talked about this before. And so it is looking for problems, really, like in, in the best intention. Like, I just wanna make sure I'm recognizing threats here. And so because it's easier to think negatively because we're wired, we sometimes will make things a bigger deal than they need to be. And again, another reason, really good way to be coached because there's been so many times that Annika and I have been coaching and I'm like, and why is that a problem? Because like, <laughs> sorry, but. When no, I say seriously. this whole thing, you're like, why is that even a like, problem? I, and that, like, is, uh, that is a thought that I like to ask myself a lot is how big of a problem do I want this to be? Because it's totally up to me. Like, for some reason, just that thought is totally up to me how big of a problem this is. I just feel so empowered, and I usually can, like, totally get to a more reasonable place just by asking me myself that, asking me, asking myself that question. Yeah. Um, so I love to, like, throw that at people because y- you get to decide. Okay? Um, just the other day, we got a new car that we bought for our teenagers to share. And I'm giving them the big lecture about how we're not gonna eat in this car, or these aren't these are cloth seats, <laughs> they don't clean. And I go pick them up and we're trading places. I went, oh, it was the last day of school. And so I went to, I got them some hot chocolate and I was bringing it and I'm trading places with my son so he could drive and the hot chocolate in the process spills on the seat, my fault. And I, for a split second, was like, really going to make it a problem because there's hot chocolate all over the seat. And I just asked myself, how big of a problem do I want this to be? And I grabbed some napkins. My kids in the back were like, crap, she's going to lose it in front of our friend (laughs) because we were driving a friend. And I was like, "Um, well, if we're going to spill anything in this car, it might as well be caramel hot chocolate because this smells amazing. (laughs) And then just... Just saying it, even though I was kind of still upset (laughs) about it, Mm -hmm. just acting the part of not being upset helped me get there. And I just wiped it up the best I could, went home, scrubbed it, the end. Not a problem. Didn't ruin my whole day. Yeah. So sometimes I think it's helpful to just, like, go get into, like, body language or even verbal language of how you would look if it wasn't a problem and your feelings might follow. Yeah. Anyway, back to you. Examples. Um, okay, so something that I was thinking of is at work, my, when my boss, um, she was, like, talking to, like, all the people in my position and she said that, you know, our jobs aren't guaranteed, like, because every semester they rehire people. Mm-hmm. And she, she just said that. She was like, so, you know, nothing's guaranteed, da 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 And I turned that into a big problem. I, I was like, I felt threatened, and 
And you were like, that's so neutral. That's not even a problem at all. And I had made it mean so much. I made it mean so much about she doesn't like me. I'm not going to have this job next semester, you know? Mm-hmm. And so and, how did you work through that? Um, well, I was just able to see that something else I could have thought from that instead of getting threatened and being like, she's saying I'm not going to have a job next semester. I could be like, oh, yeah, I do everything she said. I feel like pretty good about getting a job next semester because I do, I do everything she said. And, like, I know I'm doing what's right. So, I, like, I could have felt secure from her saying that. Right. You could have been like, check, yeah. check, check. Yeah. So she's telling she, like, us, told everyone she's just telling us do. this in a group, and she doesn't want to separate certain people. Right. And the second you realize that, you're like, oh. I was like, oh, maybe this isn't a problem. <laughs> maybe I just overreacted. That's weird. That's oh, odd. I don't know. That. That was an example I thought of because that was a big one where I turned it into a big monster. Yeah, and and like, and just she and, hates me. And I think a great way, like for people who are like, oh, I want to try not making things a big deal, is this is what I recommend. Write down, like again, we talked about doing the thought download, like dump your thoughts, but separate the facts from the thoughts. That mm-hmm. usually helps you see that you're making a big deal out of something small. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes, you know, obviously there are problems in the world, but sometimes right. we just watch, you just, you have to be on to your brain and know that it's going to make little things a big deal, but it's up to you yeah. how big of a deal they really are. Yeah. But we want our brains to do that. So, you know, it's not like it's a problem. You just got to manage it because sometimes there are legit problems. Like right. talking about the creepy guy. There's a creepy guy in your apartments right now that's taking pictures, mm-hmm. like breaking into girls' rooms and taking pictures of them while they're sleeping. That's a problem. Yeah. I don't know why I brought that up. I think it's because you said the mailman I, was creepy. I knew I shouldn't have told you that. <laughs> I told her that and she I'm has freak- not I've been, been able freaking to out ever since. Anything else. Okay. No, but that's true. It's like, okay, now we understand we have to lock our doors. Like we're aware. Like that's a problem. Yes. And it's like, but. It's almost like we need to choose it. Like yeah. we need to choose like, okay, I want to be worried about this. Yes. Instead yes. of just letting or, our brains or go do crazy. I want do I want to feel scared or do I want to just be determined to do something about it? Like, yeah. you know, you got to make sure your thoughts are aligning. Like pick. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Um, yeah, that kind of actually goes into the, this idea that I wanted to talk about um, of like power. Like we have so much power over our, like, so much more power over our brains than we think we do. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we can choose how we want to think about a situation. And I think that's really cool. Like, the fact that something can happen to you and, like, if you know, if you know about this and stuff, you can stop and you can say, okay, do I want to be happy about this? Do I want to be sad about this? Do I, because we're not saying, like, something happens and you have to be happy about it. We're just saying, when something happens, like, check and see how you want to feel. Like, if something bad happened, like this guy going into random girls' apartments taking pictures of them while they sleep, do I want to be happy about it? No. no. But, like, I want to recognize my power and be like, okay, I'm going to be more cautious now. Or, like, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just think it's really, that's so powerful is, like, 
us realizing we have all this power. Yeah, because whatever you choose, whatever you do decide will play out. So let's say that you want to be scared. Yeah. Okay. Then you will, you will play that all out and you won't sleep at night and you'll be scared and you'll probably come home. Okay. But you said cautious. See how like that gives a different result. And we could like, right. We could like map that whole idea out and and see that like you take care of business. You make sure you lock Mm -hmm. the door. You keep an eye out for this guy. You do everything right. Because you have the feeling of cautious But if you're scared, just notice that that would bring on panic, anxiety. So you can you can decide how you want to feel and then just go find the the thought and the evidence to support it. And boom. Yeah. It's all like it's all in our hands. And I didn't know that. Well, not everything's in our hands, but we have a lot of power. I, I guess we get a not, you know, we don't, we can't control what happens. Right. We can't control the circumstances in our lives, but we can control everything after it. Yeah. We can't control Um, what Annika's boss says, but we can control everything else. How regarding you after it. Yeah. Like how I show up. Yep. Um, let's talk about some it's. Okay. So some things that maybe could be a problem and why they're not a problem. Big example. What do what about when someone doesn't like us? Why is that not a problem? Because isn't that a big problem? If someone doesn't like me, isn't that a really big problem? I don't know. Problem? Our my uh, my brain sometimes tells me that's a big problem. My brain tells me, "Uh-oh, you're going to die if someone doesn't like you." Okay. So if someone if someone says one thing bad about you, Alarm, alarm, Okay, alarm. so guess, you know? I want to I wanna show you how I get got over that. Okay. I decided to believe, and it took some practice, that if everyone likes me, then I'm not being totally myself. Yeah. So when someone doesn't like me, I'm like, yay, that's evidence that I'm being myself. Because not everybody's for everybody. Do you like everyone? No. Okay, neither do I. But I unconditionally love everyone. <laughs> but so not everybody is for everybody, right? Yeah. It's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're all humans and we all have different mannerisms and personalities and we're in different places in our process. Okay, we're not for everybody. And so I think, a, a, like I decided to think, if I was for everybody, then I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. That means somewhere I'm not being true to myself or somewhere I'm a little bit of a people pleaser. Yeah. And when you kind of get on board with that, you can start accepting like, it's okay. Not everybody likes the same stuff. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe everybody like is a different fruit likes different fruit yeah. and like I'm an know, apple and not everybody likes apples. That doesn't mean apple's not good. Oh, like the one quote you sent me the other day. What? What was that? I don't know. Like you could be the juiciest peach. Right. But if someone doesn't world, like peaches. But not everyone likes peaches. Yeah. But you're still a juicy peach. You just got to wait for the yeah. someone who likes the juicy peach. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. I loved that quote. Yeah. And I feel like that's. 
the perfect way to explain it. Um, but but play out like if some someone doesn't like you and you resist it, how what will happen? You'll not come off as yourself and you'll be fake. You'll honest you'll just do everything you can to get them to like you. And when you're doing that, someone else isn't going to like you because you're doing <laughs> that. It's like you can't win. <laughs> Right. It's not a win situation. Right. And it turns into controlling and manipulating people, like we talked about before. Yeah. It's like, I need yes. you to like me so that I can like myself. Yeah. Right? And, and if you're just giving it all to yourself, you don't need them to like you. Yeah. So this is a cool thing that happened the other day. Story time! <laughs> For the 10th time today, we've shared so many stories. <laughs> um, so the other day, I was in a room with, like, eight different people, and we were they were all agreeing about the same thing and I was disagreeing and I was like, no, I was just not on their side about something. And they were all like trying to convince me and, and I, like, and I was just like sticking to, you know, what I said or whatever. And I think in the past I would have been like, Oh my gosh, everyone probably thinks that I'm mean or I don't know. I I would have been really stressed that I wasn't on everyone's side. And I was, and like, I would have been worried that maybe they didn't like me or something because of that. I don't know. I just feel like that's something that in the past would have really bugged me. And just in the moment when I'm sitting there and like, I can see that, you know, I'm just like kind of not in with everyone. I was, I was like, wow, I don't even care. I was like, this is so cool because like I'm sitting here, we're talking about this. Mm -hmm. It's not that big of a deal. But, like, I don't even care Ooh, that's if fun. whatever they're thinking. That's fun to see. I don't okay, care. To see that progress. That you, it was That cool. you can see that Mom, in the past cool. you would have reacted differently. Hey, do you want me to explain real quick why it sounds so scary when people don't like you? Yes. This yeah. is really interesting. I really enjoyed learning about this. Okay, so we have this, like, we have, like, a lower brain that's out to protect our body, right? And then we have our higher brain, right, that under like wants to learn wants to grow does but our but our lower brain just wants to be safe be happy all the time not have to expel any energy right yep that part of us also knows that we're safer like our bodies literally are safer when we're in a herd of people okay like back in like oh. caveman times oh. they understood like our bodies have figured out that if we can stick together we're safer from the danger. So that's kind of just okay. in, like that is just a, yeah. a natural um, tendency. Instinct. The instinct, yeah, to to want to be in a herd. And when we feel like someone doesn't like us, we're scared we're going to be outside of that safety. Oh, oh, yeah. Isn't that interesting? That makes sense. Yeah. That makes it, it, total sense. That's why it starts to be a problem and you got to work through it and be like, wait, this isn't a problem. Yeah. Because it's really not a problem. Right. It's really not. Right. But that's really hard to like. And when you accept that it's not a problem, you're able to continue to be your true self and attract the true peach lovers. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. That's cute. (laughs) Good. (laughs) I really just want that on my wall. Like that. The peach quote on my wall. (laughs) Well, just like a juicy peach as the picture. Just like, that's just what I want. Okay, I'll get you one. So for Christmas. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. I don't want that. <laughs> Let's talk about your materialistic problem. I have a long problem. list. <laughs> and that's not on it. 
<laughs> oh dear. Um. Okay. Anyway, I'm scared. <laughs> um. So actually, that was something I was going to ask you about. Was our brain's survival mode? Mm-hmm. I was actually going to ask you about okay. that, but you pretty much just explained that with the whole caveman thing. But is there anything else about that? Just because I think just it's most good most for us most times understand. there's a problem. We got to like go. Okay, is this really a problem, or is this just like a a, a tendency that I have because my brain, my body, want, my brain wants me to be comfortable and yeah. and it thinks that everything needs to be jolly and happy. And we know our higher brain knows that's not what life's about. Life isn't about yeah. being happy all the time. Life's about being able to handle all emotions. They're all part of the game. Yeah. And you've said this before. And actually my, my professor, my yoga class perfect professor said this a couple class periods ago. And I was like, Hey, my mom said that. <laughs> oh, please um, tell me you raised your hand and said, my mommy said that. <laughs> I said, excuse me, I already knew this. (laughs) But she was like, she was like, our brains are made for survival. So they're made, um, like, back when we were in survival mode, like, literally a very long time ago when we hunt for food and Mm -hmm. we, you know, like, that time, we're made to look for danger. And notice anything that's out of the ordinary. So our brains are made for that, but it doesn't really serve us now in this time because we're not really in that type of survival mode. So whenever there's something that's a little off, we just go yep, crazy straight with there. that, and our brain someone says, danger, someone looks danger, at danger. you, yeah, with their what's that called, RBF? Oh yeah, <laughs> or something, and you're like, <laughs> they hate me. Oh my gosh. And you go home and you spend the whole day trying to figure out why they hate you. Or she was just thinking. Yeah. <laughs> but or but just you can recognize that. Nothing. Oh, that was just my survival brain. That's okay. It's all good. I don't actually have the facts about what yes. she was thinking. Yeah. So it's good to kind of notice like, oh, is my brain just in survival mode right mm-hmm. now? You know, another name I like, to, another thing yourself. I like to call it is like default mode. Oh, I just oh, switched into yes. default mode. Like, yes. I don't have to stay here. Yeah. Go yoga teacher. Yeah. Woo-hoo. She's my favorite, actually. Actually, I'm kind of scared of her. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, just to finish this episode, um, I wanted you to kind of have a second to talk about this idea of how our thoughts create our feelings. Because last episode, you said that you wanted to like talk a little bit more about it. Okay. Okay. So what? So just like, what, what does that really look like? How our thoughts create our feelings? Like, okay. Got it. So circumstances in your life. Okay. Anything that happens outside of you is neutral until you think about it. Okay. So, so that would include the weather. Um, it would include what someone else says. It would include what someone else does. The traffic. Okay. It's the weather is neutral until you have a thought about it. Right. And then you're, then you have a feeling, but just the weather outside isn't giving me a feeling. It's when I think, oh, dang it, it's going to rain and I was going to swim today. Now Mm -hmm. I'm frustrated. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in, but that's a really easy to accept. It's when it's involving other people that it's hard to accept. Yeah. Okay. So when someone says something to you, that's just as neutral as the weather until you have a thought about it. 
And trust me, like this took me a long time to accept. Oh, <laughs> me too. Me that too. is not neutral what you just said to me. It yeah. totally is. Okay. And that is just as much as we want to fight it, that is so empowering to know. Yeah. It really is. You just have yeah. to play with it for a while. And I have clients that it takes them a few sessions to really like see how awesome that really is. Yeah. Because if a circumstance isn't neutral, we're all screwed. Yeah. Right. Okay. Here's an example that I sometimes use with people. Pretend there's two twin sisters and they married two twin brothers and they live next door to each other. And they're like very, very similar lives. Husbands have the same job, wives have the same job. Okay, just just pretend. Okay. And they come home and each husband brings their wife flowers after work. Okay? One wife is so touched. That is so sweet of you to think about me and to stop on your way home, bring these flowers, and she just feels so much love and so much appreciation, right? Yeah. The other wife is really upset, really grumpy. And, and she's thinking, what did you do? What are you apologizing for? Yeah. Okay. Same circumstance, exactly the same circumstance, different thought. Yeah. And then that plays out that one wife felt loved and appreciated. The other wife feels grumpy and, um, skeptical. Okay. But then if we kept going with it, then they're each going to act a certain way from that feeling. And then they're going to end up getting a result and it's not going to be based on the flowers. That result's going to come directly right. from the thought. So that's, that's just an example, like a little analogy. To I love that analogy. That. And it just, it literally proves that our thoughts create our feelings because I could have a thought oh my gosh, I hate that it's raining right now. And one of my roommates could say, oh my gosh, I love the smell of the rain. It makes me so happy. That's two, it's the exact same rain. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. It just proves that it yeah. that it's all about our thoughts. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's a really good example. It creates everything. So really, really powerful. And it just yeah. is amazing that like we don't realize how powerful we really are. Like we can create our own results. Think about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We can create a different day. Yeah, it's true. We can create different relationships. It's pretty. It's actually crazy. really cool when you say it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's what all I wanted to talk about with this specific topic. Um, do you just want to say your Instagram and stuff again in case anybody wants to go follow it or anything? Sure, it's Karen Edwards Coaching. My website is karenedwardscoaching.com. And our Instagram is IDK, let's ask my mom. So go give those a follow. We'll probably be asking more questions, like you guys, for more questions soon. So yeah, thanks for listening. Fun. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you.